This is Smeltz's personal podcast by Peyton Smeltzer. Yo, what is up, guys? And welcome to episode 40 of Smeltz's personal podcast. And guys, for the first time ever, I'm actually using uh, mics and headphones, um, podcasting equipment, and I want to give a quick shout out to my guest, which I will introduce um, in a sec, to letting me come down here because I'm in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, in the at one of my thirst locations, the OG store, Salt Lake City. I decided to drive down here and meet up with my guest today, which I got to give this guy a proper intro. Needed to bring on someone special today for episode 40, but I got to give this guy a proper intro. So... The guest that I have today, I've actually made a collaboration with him on his YouTube channel and his Instagram multiple times. He is the co-president of Thirst Drinks, and he is a tw- he's a 26-year-old entrepreneur, very young entrepreneur, and bonus, he is one of the best pretzel makers of all time. Ladies and, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Ethan Kisneros. Peyton Nation, what is good? I am honored to be here, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to have you on here, man. Like it's it's finally happening. Like finally, bro. <laughs> I got you on the on my YouTube. And you sound good on the mic too. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy that I'm actually using podcasting equipment for the first time. It sounds good on you, bro. Like, and I wanted to thank you and um, uh, uh, Rachel, who's also helping us record today. Um, I wanted to thank you guys for letting me come down here and uh, using your podcast equipment. Absolutely, bro. And um, so what I like to do when it comes to my podcast, I like to let my guests uh, obviously like introduce yourself. Like, obviously. Okay. Yeah, my name is Ethan. Ethan from Thirst, as I like to call myself. I'm the co-founder of Thirst. We opened about seven years ago. We're sitting here in our very first ever store. Um, the way I met Peyton is he works at our West Jordan store, which is our third store that we opened um and so yeah i'm an entrepreneur i'm a i'm a hustler and uh i'm a fan of the smelts's personal podcast that's for sure <laughs> how many episodes have you listened to i've listened to a couple of them i like your style i was yeah. excited to get you on the mic though it's i think it sounds a lot better yeah like um when it comes to like my podcast i always like to make it inspirational and like inspiring to my viewers and um like also, I like to bring on, like, many different people and, like, share their story of, like, how they came to be the person that they are. And so mm-hmm. I think it's, like, great that I finally got you on here because I've, I've been working for this company for about almost eight months now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I, I got to say, like, I've been provided more opportunities here than I have at, like, any job that I've had. That's glad to hear, bro. And I've had, like, four jobs in my entire career. <laughs> of working i've been working since i was 15 years old grinding yeah i've been grinding since 15 man nice and um yeah like when i got hired here um there's a there's a reason why i say that uh and this might be me sounding biased but there's a reason why i say thirst is better than all other soda chains (laughs) i mean no hate towards any other soda all love yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, all love um (laughs) But it, um, the reason why I say that, like, Thirst is so much better is because, like, um, I've applied to all these other soda places, mm-hmm. and 
they never got back to me. Mm-hmm. The day I applied to Thirst, Anthony, my GM, old man as you like to call him, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he reached out to me the day that I applied, and then the day of my interview, I was hired on the spot. Yeah. And then, like, my fourth or fifth shift in, I met the owner, which was you. Yeah, dude. And then later on, I met Rachel, so then I met both owners. And yeah. so I was like, wow, <laughs> I've never met the – because I never met the owner of McDonald's. Uh-huh. I never met the owner of <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and I did meet the owner of my first ever job. Mm-hmm. Like, we had, like, one face-to-face interaction. But other than that, I don't think he even knew that I worked there. <laughs> yeah. Because I was just, like, the behind guy, like, you know, just – um. I, I was a filer for my dad's office, and so, like, um, I was just the guy in the background just putting away the papers, and, yeah, I would I would not leave that office room until I was done. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, half of the time, like, um, the owner wouldn't even know that I was there. Yeah. Well, I think it's important at work, bro, to be – to make it all love in the workplace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think whether it's – you know, we probably – don't always get back to everyone sometimes too we fall short on that stuff Mm -hmm. but i think at the end of the day like if you're part of the team you're part of a family for sure you're part of an all love community where we're like we're genuinely grateful for our employees and our team members i'm genuinely friends with all my team members because i'm just so grateful that they would be willing to be part of this vision and team that i want you know what i mean and so it's kind of almost like brotherly sibling almost love when you when you've got employees and team or not em- even employees just like peer to peer team members um i think you probably feel that from your manager anthony mm-hmm. i think i definitely feel that for both you and him and so i think it's important in the workplace bro it makes people ultimately want to work harder like you grind right but you probably wouldn't grind as hard if you didn't like the place that you worked right yeah yeah me too so i think about that a lot yeah and i like how you said that it's like a like a family you know and I feel like that's, like, the best, like, thing that you can have in the workplace is, like, being able to, like, go there, feel respected, and, like, you know, be able to, like, turn to, it like, your fellow employees or your fellow managers or owners if, ever if like, you're, let's say you're, like, struggling in the workplace and you need, like, help, better understanding on how to get the job done quicker. Like, mm-hmm. like we have amazing sources that you could turn to in the workplace and Mm -hmm. i feel like when i was working at mcdonald's like that was very little like and it it was funny too because uh on my very first day on the job of working at mcdonald's i came in on my first day the manager just looked at me weird and i was like and she's like hi can i help you i was like yeah i'm uh here for my first day and she goes oh congrats get on the grill Get on the grill? <laughs> I was like, um, what? Like, what do you mean by that? And she goes, I mean, get on the grill. I was like, you're not going to train me or anything? It's like, you already went through training. I was like, you mean orientation where I watched a 30-minute video and then went home? That's not <laughs> training. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I literally was just sitting in front of the grill. I was like, I, I don't know how to do this. Can someone help me? <laughs> and so then this guy had to come help me um, figure out my job because nobody wanted to train me. And um, uh, I'm so glad that I uh, got out of the job, that job as quick as I could because just overall not very good management, not very good fellow employees, and also, like, not very good people, honestly. Yeah. Well, when, you don't, when you're not comfortable at work, it's hard to ask for help. It's hard to 
even want to work hard at some place like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. especially, like, with an environment like McDonald's. And honestly, like, no hate towards McDonald's, but, like... Yeah, um, all love for McDonald's. <laughs> I literally get it every time I'm off from work if I'm having a closing <laughs> shift. Because, like, my store is right across the street from one. Yeah. So when my mom has to come get me, because... Uh, um, You're a mom. Let's slide through. Yeah, I was. I text her when I like when like nobody's in the drive-through. I was like, "All right, I gotta make this quick." So then I turn turn on my voice texting. I'm like, "Mom, uh, I'm off in five minutes. Um, I would start heading here if you haven't. Also, can you get McDonald's, please, and thank you." <laughs> and she always does. Like she always Crying does. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, sadly, still can't drive yet on my own because I share a car with my mom, and mm-hmm. yeah, she she needed the car today, so. Grandma drove me today to record for this podcast. That's legit, though. Yeah. <laughs> you and your I, grandma pretty tight? Me and grandma? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like, I, um, she's my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. Sadly, my grandma on my dad's side passed away over two years ago. Mm-hmm. Passed away when I was uh, 16. And she was, um, she was a very good role model, honestly, because, like, she was just like me. She always worked hard in, like, whatever she did. She... Went to college, got a degree, and, you know, like, she always worked really hard. And she was always there for not only her own children, but also her grandchildren. That's what's up, dude. And so, like, she's been there for everything. She says that she always wants to be there for everything. And I know that even though she's not here physically, that I know that she's still here. Because I remember I I was at my choir concert my sophomore year, and -hmm. it was my – she was able to see my opening and my winter – and then shortly after my winter concert, she passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I was at my finale choir concert, and I was just very, very upset because I was like, I can't believe she's not here. And my dad's like, what are you talking about? It's like, of course she is. Like, she probably was sitting on the front row. Or she yeah. was, like, looking down. Like, she, she's <laughs> still here, man. Like, yeah. it may not feel like it, but she is, and I know that. And as I'm preparing to proceed in life like i know that she's going to be watching over me and i know and i know that she's probably very proud of the progress that i've made so far she she loves watching you hustle bro (laughs) she does i mean i am she was a hustler it sounded like right yeah yeah grinding for her family and set an example for you yeah because um they were very poor growing up my Mm -hmm. my dad didn't have a lot of money like he literally was 12 years old selling suckers door to door just to make money and Mm -hmm. then he um he worked at godfathers in high school and then he went on his mission and then came back he married my mom and then um he had a job at the time and uh he um he sadly when my mom found out that she was pregnant with my brother my dad actually lost his job was laid off and so and then my dad was eventually able to find another job at American Credit Foundation, which um, he worked there for about 22 years. And then during COVID, uh, when I obviously wasn't in school, I needed something to do rather than just sit in my bedroom on a laptop all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, do you want to make uh, 11 bucks an hour putting a piece of paper in a drawer? I was like, uh, I want to make money, yeah. And he's like, why don't you come work at my office during COVID? And it was a small office, so I didn't have to, like, wear masks or anything. And we didn't have, like, face-to-face interactions either. So it's like I just showed up to work. I did the work that needed to be done, like, whatever filing needed to be done. And, you know, just did that for about two years. 
and then my senior year, I was let go from Chick-fil-A because um, at the beginning, they told me, oh, you're involved in a bunch of extracurricular activities. Oh, that's that's okay. Like, work whenever you can. We understand. We want to be your supporter. But then there was always one manager there that didn't support that. They, they had basically the attitude, like, you either come into work, forget about all your extracurriculars, or you or you don't have a job. So yeah. so then I, I had to go out of town for a choir competition, which we ended up winning that year, actually, the high school Shakespeare competition down at SUU. Let's go. And, yeah, the Jordan High Madrigals ended up uh, winning the entire competition in music. And, um, yeah, the day before I was supposed to leave, I get a text message from my manager, and she said, hey, I noticed that uh, you took last weekend off and this weekend off because the weekend before was my birthday weekend, and so my family wanted to do some things for my birthday, and then I had to take the next weekend off to, because I was going to be in Cedar City for three days. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, Peyton, honestly, this isn't going to work anymore. Like, I get that you're involved in a bunch of extracurriculars, but I told you you either work, forget about all your extracurriculars, or you're, or you're out of a job. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Okay. <laughs> and so then she's like, reapply when you're more available. And I was like, great. I'll be more available when I come back into town. <laughs> so when can I reapply? Because I literally will be more available when I come back into town next week. And then they go, no, you have to wait six months until you know for sure that you're more available. <laughs> so I ended up being out of a job because I worked two jobs. I worked at my dad's company and then I worked at Chick-fil-A. And so when I lost Chick-fil-A, I was like, hey, I guess I'll just stick to my dad's work until I can find a, a second job. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the owner came out and decided to sell the company, and everybody was out of a job, including me and my dad. So now my dad got a new job within less than a month, and then I was jobless for about uh, two months, which was very, very hard because, you know, like can't really do much without money. My, my dad would always say money equals freedom. If you have money, you have freedom. If you don't, you don't. And so um, then, thanks to a certain Anthony, uh, when I applied to Thirst, instantly, just like an hour after I applied, he texted me saying, hey, like to set up an interview with you. And then I went in the day of my interview, and um, he hired me on the spot, and here Let's I am. Go, baby. And here I am eight months later. Um and I've been provided so many opportunities with this job, like I've said before, more than I have at McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, and even American Credit Foundation. Heck yeah, man. Because, like, I've never, ever got to work alongside the owner, go to a catering event for 500-plus people. That was crazy, huh? Oh, my gosh. It was, it was so awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if Ethan is cool with me saying this, but we – we bribed people with drinks to get oh, free food. Oh, we bribed everyone there. <laughs> we bribed every food truck there for free. Yeah, like Ethan was food. like, oh, there's a pizza truck? Watch this. He's like, Peyton, watch and learn. And so then he goes <laughs> up and he's like, hey, would you guys like drinks in exchange for pizza? And so we got pizza. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah, and it worked. Oh, man, and then, wheeling and dealing, baby. And then we went to a taco truck because people wanted tacos, and we're like, one sec. And then we came back, and we're like, would you guys like drinks in exchange for tacos and and then he goes two for two (laughs) and then we got shaved ice three for three yep and it was funny because we were actually gonna 
we actually recorded a YouTube video on my channel. Go watch that if you haven't already. Go watch it. And also go watch Ethan's vlog. He also pointed he also filmed his point of view from when I met up with him at Underground, our old catering location, mm -hmm. which we're currently sitting in the new location where we're keeping our catering storage, which that actually leads me to a question. Um, why did you move out of catering? Like, why did you move out of Thirst Underground? Yeah, it was not the best building. It had some, it was kind of in like a sketchy area a little bit and um, just a bunch of the equipment and just like surroundings there weren't really good for making large orders of pretzels and stuff. Plus, I just like having my office here at the downtown store. OG store. It's kind of cool. It's the first one ever and just close to my house. So, yeah, we moved the corporate office to downtown and uh, catering location too. Yeah, I mean, you got Wiz Khalifa on your wall. You got our boy Wiz representing in here. And then you got the skateboard that says Thirsty in Salt Lake City. Yes, and sir. So, and um, so, yeah, like, um, and also I kind of agree with you because when I was meeting up with you that day, like, I was, I texted you. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to go get some lunch and then I'll meet up with you. And, yeah, couldn't find a single, like, good fast food place, like, because I was literally scared to drive everywhere, especially since I was with my grandma that day. <laughs> I was like, I don't think Grant, I don't think Granny wants to be uh, in the ghetto. In the ghetto, <laughs> it's like let's get let's let me get out of this car, and then hopefully Ethan and I can drive out of here really quick. <laughs> and so when I met up with you at Underground, we got in your truck, and uh, yeah, Ethan tried to blame me for almost getting us into a car crash. What? Yeah, you won't. You blame me, and I was like, I'm not driving the truck, man. Because <laughs> um, almost getting a crash. I mean, honestly, you're kind of a skilled driver. Let's say that. Like, you literally were able to like get there, like get to the production kitchen so quickly, like <laughs> like anywhere so quickly without like obviously pissing anybody off but you know i mean you made one person mad but that doesn't matter one person is one person yeah they're coming there fine i think they're good. and it was funny because like when you were changing lanes i just hear this and then you're like sorry <laughs> you gotta be efficient bro gotta get places quickly yeah and like we kept saying on the vlog it's we're on the entrepreneur grind and yeah baby like um another question that i have for you so like you're the you're the co-owner of Thirst. Like, mm -hmm. what made you want to start up a soda place here in Utah? Yeah, before Thirst, I owned a shaved ice shack. So, in high school, have you ever been like you know like a hookalea type of shack? Yeah. yeah, I owned one. It was called Olympus Ice. It was right above my high school Olympus High, and I ran that for a couple of years and kind of started to understand understand kind of like the a little bit of the food industry. And this was back when Swig was really just in, like, Provo and St. George, really not in too many other places. They hadn't made it really to Salt Lake yet. And so I saw a gap in the market. I was like, okay, there's definitely an opportunity to do drinks, treats in Salt Lake City because no one had done it yet. And I've kind of already been doing this with shaved ice, but it's just a little bit of a step up. And so, yeah, man, one thing just led to another. And we opened this place about seven years ago, where we're sitting now. Wow. And um, so do you think that Thirst opened before, like, because we, like, have all these other soda places in Utah, like Swig mm -hmm. and Sodalicious and Fizz, which mm -hmm. never gave me a job offer. <laughs> and, and it's funny, because I actually applied to Swig, mm -hmm. and they gave me an interview and a pay offer 
they offered to pay me 12 bucks an hour and they set up an interview too mm -hmm. and they're like hey like we'd like to have you come in for an interview and so i got all dressed up in my shirt and tie went in for the interview and then they're like so like why do you want to work here like they asked me the basic interview questions and at mm -hmm. the end of the interview they they told me this they're like so We'll contact you if we gave you the job. If we don't contact you within uh, two weeks, uh, we probably gave the job to someone else. And even if we gave the job to someone else, we'll still contact you to give you that heads up. It's been eight months, and they still haven't told me that they gave the job to someone else. <laughs> I didn't even get an email. Like I applied to many different swig places, and one of them actually told me that the position was already filled. But then I applied to another one. Um, in South Jordan and then yeah they never gave me an email they never gave me a text message and then yeah like thirst the day I applied interview offer and then the the day I went in for my interview was hired on the spot and then already got a pay offer like that day also some things are meant to be bro yeah and <laughs> honestly like um, applying here and getting the job here was I feel like was kind of like a blessing in the skies because like um, Chick-fil-A was super crazy busy all the time and i just felt like i wasn't as um part of the team as i was especially since like when i go to work now it's like i just show up and i just do whatever needs to be done mm -hmm. rather than chick-fil-a they're like okay you're on this tonight or you're on this tonight um like at first i just show up and anthony i was like all right anthony what am i on tonight and he goes what do you mean i was like what do you need me to do drinks pretzels beignets and he goes do whatever man like you can do what all of it if you want and i was like all right <laughs> like i just show up and i just get done whatever needs to be done if something needs to be cleaned i clean it if dishes need to be done i do dishes yeah but obviously like i heard you're one of the fast di fastest dishwashers we have too uh anthony can disagree with that but <laughs> yeah he he can't wash dishes within 15 minutes he told, like, he's like, I'm not counting your 15 minute. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> nice, bro. But what I am going to do is I'm going to take my hoodie off just for a second. But, um, yeah, continue talking. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm glad you're on the team, bro. I think it's been fun to have you. I like your hustle. I like that you have a podcast. I like that you have a vlog. Yeah, I've been, I've been vlogging since I was, like, uh, yeah, don't mind me. Guys, I'm just taking off my hoodie. He's just stripping in here, you guys. I mean, it's it's a sick hoodie because Ethan actually gave me this hoodie. But uh, but I'm wearing... Oh, oh don't mind my abs. <laughs> um, but I'm wearing the new Thirst uh, gear. Honest, the, the new Thirst merch that we got recently. And it's funny because my family actually makes fun of it. Because your mom? Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing that they make fun of is the thirsty mom on my back, <laughs> and and it's funny because the, the, the main customer that comes through the drive-through. Yeah, exactly. Like, and we even have a drink called the thirsty mom that like, um, at least every time that I'm working, there's always one, like, mom that always orders it, and yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, way to play the part here, yeah. We all are thirsty moms here at Thirst. The way that that got started is I used to have a little a weekly vlog series called Thirsty Mom TV. <laughs> we did it for like 60 or 70 weeks. But basically each week I would go around, just talk to the thirsty moms and go do, I'd like go buy diapers at the store or like try mom activities out. <laughs> and it made Thirst popular. It was fun. What made you want to like, 
because like now you do have a vlog every single week it's mm -hmm. like the week of a like the life of an entrepreneur um which you guys should definitely go subscribe to it my viewers and uh what made you stop doing the the mom the thirsty mom uh, it was just kind of like a little the campaign had ended you know and I was getting a little older, so I wanted to mix up some of the marketing that we were doing. It was like one of the main marketing pieces that we were focusing on. But, yeah, just adapting with the times, you know. I Got to always be changing. Yeah. And good marketing is always changing. It's always adapting. You know, like new platforms are coming up. New video content styles are coming up. And so now yeah. we're always trying to be on the move. And you got more collaborations. Of course. Yeah. Collaborations <laughs> always work, no matter what the strategy, right? Yeah, we always try to make it work. Like, we were uh, going to collaborate last week, but uh, um, what was going on last week? Like, oh, dude, everything. <laughs> Just a lot of catering events, a lot of training a new manager there. I was main thing is I was moving from underground to here. Oh, yeah. So that was taking forever, building out this room, and yeah. Because I remember I asked you about that. I was like, do you want me to meet you somewhere else, or do you want me to... Um, uh, meet you still at underground and then you text me saying things are going to be pretty busy to this week uh let's uh make next week and here we are so here we are baby the new office and it was funny because on my on your vlog i said smelts's personal podcast comes out with an episode today and mm -hmm. and then you told me let's do it next week because you had to you had to go to a meeting because apparently one of your catering events didn't go didn't go so didn't well because so well. you had like what four events we went to the big one and then you had three side hustles yep Yep, exactly. Sometimes it doesn't always go to the plan, you know? That's one of the parts about being an entrepreneur is you got to deal with some of the reality, some of the... It's fun to make content. It's fun to do all of, you know, this exciting stuff like this and camera-facing stuff, but you also got to deal with some of the crap sometimes. Yeah, like, I mean, that's how it is with, like, any customer service. Like, and my mom can attest to this because she worked retail for, like, 19 years, and retail is brutal, man. Like... My mom, like, when I first was applying to get a job, I wanted to work at Hollister at the mall. And she's like, you are not working retail. I was like, why not? I was like, do you want freedom? I was like, yeah, well, you won't have it if you work retail. <laughs> and also, do you want to deal with nagging customers all the time? I'm like, I do that anyways, mom. And she goes, well, you're going to – it's way – it's like ten times worse. And she's right. <laughs> yeah. I, there was one time where I did have to, like – it was basically a bring your kid to work day, even though she wasn't allowed to do that. Like I had to go to her work, but she kept me occupied. She let me borrow her phone. She gave me a walkie-talkie because she worked at Bed Bath and Beyond, so she had like walkie-talkies, like in case she needed to like call over like um, any other employee that she had. And yeah, she gave me one of her walkie-talkies. She's like, use this, just say, just say like, because obviously we weren't supposed to be there, and mm -hmm. so we had to say. It's like, hey, Brooke, can you come up to the uh, the uh, upper office? And then she goes, be right there. <laughs> but I had awesome. to, like, deepen my voice a little bit. So I was like, Brooke, can you come up to the uh, upper office? <laughs> and she's like, I'll be right there. And then she comes up. And she's like, what do you want? And I was like, do you have any food? Because <laughs> I literally had to stay there till like, 11 o'clock at night. And, yeah, that was Jeez. that was fun. <laughs> what do, what do we want to get out here on this pod, Pete? What do uh, we need the people to know this episode? Um, well, uh, I think we're at the point. We've been talking. We've been having a casual conversation about how Thirst was started. I already asked you about that and what gave you the idea. Mm -hmm. um, 
And um, I just like love how you use your con like you use your social media to like promote your business because like um, not only do you want to like like you want to get it out to the rest of the world to give them the message like and I remember your St. George video that you did when you popped out of the sign and you're like attention St. George it's like I know you guys like swig mm-hmm. and it's like guess what I do too and then what I loved the most was when you said but. <laughs> There's a catch here. Yeah. And then he said, if you want freshly baked pretzels, like freshly cooked beignets, mm-hmm. awesome tasty drinks, like so many like uh, like dessert options, like come, um, we would love to have your business. And yeah. I was like, I was like, my man. Yeah. Too many people, I think, try to say that, like tear all of the other competitors down. Or like, Imagine if I was t- in that same video saying how much s- Swig sucked and that how we were way better. It would have been way less received, you know. It would have been, it would have been, just kind of like a lame move. I think. I think the most like, the most straightforward, the most respectable move is to give love to the competitors when they're good. They're good. Like Swig is good. I do love some of their drinks. Yeah. But like we also have this different angle on it, and we would love the opportunity to earn people's business you know yeah we're not entitled to anyone's business this is something i try to get across a lot is look we don't expect you to come here but we'll earn the opportunity for you to come here yeah one of my favorite uh videos that you did you were walking i think it was either the saint george store or the Tooele store you were walking outside and you're like oh, i'm just out here at the store and then you you reach down on the ground and you're like i found this and it was a suede cup and then you said <laughs> all love but orange heart and then you took the sway cup and you threw it away <laughs> and you just started laughing i was like <laughs> yeah we get we get some sweet cups in our parking lot sometimes we share customers a little so <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's funny because like um one of your like i think he worked for catering because i saw him at underground i can't remember his name but yeah he came to the west jordan store and yeah he found a sweet cup and he's like there was a freaking sweet cup in our drive-thru and then <laughs> threw it in the garbage <laughs> yep Put them so, in their place. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like. Listen, we appreciate like Swig. We appreciate all of our competitors, but keep your dirty drinks out of our parking lot, man. <laughs> keep your dirty cups out of the out of the drive-through, man. We Amen. want our drive-through to be clean. Amen. And I honestly love the setup of my store's drive-through. You got the like cool lights, which don't work anymore. <laughs> I know we need to get this fixed. Because like last night, it was like. 9 30 and yeah i could not see a single car because their headlights were off uh-huh. and so when the bell rang i went up to the window i was like wait there's no one there and then i got closer i was like oh crap there is a car there <laughs> it's, it's like i gotta help him and then i look out the window i'm like oh crap there's two more cars after this one it's like <laughs> i gotta good. help it's like i gotta help these people out heck yeah and yeah it was it was a i think it was a weekend because it was when we were selling bazookis it was when i was off at nine you came in because we ran out of ice cream. Yeah. And, like, I think, I don't know, like, I I never get scared when the owner comes in. But, like, I feel like when an owner of a business comes in to, like, help out, it, like, kind of puts everyone on high alert. Man. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I can't, like, screw up. I'm going to get in trouble. Nah. Because I got to be honest, like, during pretzel day, 
uh, when Rachel was helping out, like I, I made sure that I did a good job because I'm like, I don't want to look bad in front of my owner. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got to do a good job. I got to get these cars Rachel's out really strict, quick. Yeah. What? I, she's not that strict. Come on. <laughs> You're not that strict either. You guys aren't that strict. Honestly, you guys just like want to provide a happy experience. Like you've said for every customer. And I, and that's why it says on the back of your shirt, positivity is infectious. Yes, sir. And it says it all over our store, too, and West Jordan is positivity is infectious because it is. Like, um, when you show up to the thirst store, like, when a guest comes in, I like to prefer to them as guests rather than customers because, you know, they're a guest in our store. And so when they show up, you want to have that positive attitude because you don't want to, like, open the window and, like, have a angry look on your face. Like, yep. you don't want to be there because then you're going to – put that same attitude out on the customer and then they're going to have a bad day too. Like yep. that's why like we always like try to have that positive attitude when we're working at the thirst store. And that's what I really, really like about this job is that we not only provide a positive experience for me and my fellow employees, but we also bring that positivity out onto the guests because yep. like we want them to have a happy day as we say all the time. Yep. But, it's infectious, bro. If one person's positive, it everybody's positive. Translates to everyone. And like, <laughs> this isn't the first time that I've had a job where I had a required phrase to say. <laughs> I mean, worked at Chick Fil A for a year and a half, and I'm still saying my pleasure. <laughs> and I said my pleasure to Anthony one time, and he just looks at me and he goes, "Never say that again." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, message received. I don't want to say it either." <laughs> it's like they fired me, man. They don't deserve to have my pleasure spit out of my mouth anymore. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> It's like it, it's like Anthony gave me the job opportunity that like that nobody else would when I was literally jobless for two months and I was preparing to serve my mission and so like the fact that he gave me a job like just was helpful and I gotta say like I've made more money at this job than I have at any other job. Good. I've like recently made the biggest paycheck that I've had out of all the companies, which I won't say. That's con- that's. That's confidential. It's that's confidential. A confidential information there. But uh let's just say it's millions. Yeah. <laughs> if only I wish. I'll be making millions as a UFC fighter. Let's go. Once I come back from my mission, I'm getting into the octagon. That's that's one of my goals. It's always been one of my dreams as a kid is to be a fighter. Heck yeah, baby. <laughs> I love it. Did you ever thought that you would be an owner of a of a soda company though? when you were first starting up your business? You know, I didn't think necessarily soda. It wasn't necessarily in the game plan, but food industry I like. And sometimes when there's a gap in the market, you just got to go fill it. You got the urge, you know? Yeah. And do you think Thirst came before Swig? No, it didn't. It didn't? No, 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 no. I mean, Pretzel Bites did come. Pretzel Bites did for sure. Pretzel before. Bites, beignets, features, those are our thing. So. I mean, we didn't originally create them, but we're the ones that started selling started them. Started selling them, yeah. And then Swig was like, oh, it's like, we're going to copy you. <laughs> Amen. But, uh, well, speaking of that, we got to go get back to it. What can we wrap up with? Um, well, What's on the mind? what I like to do at the end of my podcast is I like to ask my guests to give advice to the viewers. Any advice you would give to our viewers listening right now? Ooh, in general, I'd say try a lot of things, like try a lot of opportunities, try a lot of different jobs, 
take a lot of different risks, like whether you're an entrepreneur or not, I think taking a lot of risks, trying a lot of things, just when you're looking for an answer for something, just more at bats, more opportunities. I think that's usually the right way to go. Yeah. And I think I've said, yeah. And I think I've said this multiple times in my podcast that like never miss out on opportunities because you may not receive those opportunities ever again like my dad that's like the biggest advice that my dad always gives me is any opportunity that you're given even if it's like the smallest opportunity like Uh you got to take it like and the perfect example is for me um my uh my family and i recently got the chance to go to the ufc who came to utah which they are coming back which Uh i'm going to at the end of this month uh july 29th ufc 291 yeah. Poirier versus Gaethje, part two. Uh, but over a year ago, I went to the UFC who came for the first time in six years. And my dad's like, yeah, it's just like one of those opportunities you didn't want to miss because it was the biggest welterweight fight in UFC history where it was the number one pound for pound best fighter in the world fighting for his title against a former competitor that yep. he was rematching, which he ended up losing, which I was very mad about. Because you got to root for the American. You can't root for the guy from the United Kingdom. But <laughs> he, like, it was just one of those things that you didn't want to miss out on. And, you know, I'm glad that I get to go back. And, another, like, again, another opportunity is, like, finding the best job for you. And I feel like um, after eight months, I finally found the job that was best for me. And I am sad to say that I have to leave soon because your boy's got to go serve in Riverside, California for about two years. Yeah. But uh, Anthony said... Um, if I'm looking for a job when I come back, I, uh, I'm always welcome back and I'm sure you'll still be on the grind when I'm absolutely out and I'll obviously be sure to email you and Anthony. You better, bro. I will. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Hey man, we're gonna, let's record a YouTube video when I come back. <laughs> Perfect. But, uh, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on, bro. Of course. Like, um, so anyway, guys, I think that's going to do it. I am so glad that we finally made it to episode 40 of Smelter's yes. Personal Podcast. I'm glad that I was able to get Ethan finally on here. I've gotten him on multiple uh, platforms that I have, my YouTube channel and my Instagram. Um, but anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching if you're watching the video. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you guys go follow Smelter's Personal Podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, rate it five stars and go listen to all my other episodes if you haven't already. But anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you in the next one.